In today's episode, I am joined by Carolina Hurricanes team reporter Walt Ruff as I continue to preview the Carolina Hurricanes upcoming season here on Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Thursday afternoon. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And as I mentioned in today's episode, I am joined once again by Walt Ruff, Carolina Hurricanes team reporter, as I continue to preview this upcoming season for the Hurricanes. I know they had some news drop earlier today, and I will discuss that in the next episode. But in the meantime, enjoy this interview with Walt. Kaniacs, in today's episode, I am joined once again by Carolina Hurricanes team reporter Walt Ruff. Walt, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, Jared. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. You're following Mike Maniscalco in the season preview stuff, so we're just throwing all the names out there today. I saw that. Some big shoes to fill, but I think if I'm correct, his Twitter bio says he's a size 13 shoe. I don't know why it says that, but I'm a size 12, so I'm not too far behind. So that's one thing I got going for me. I am also a size 12. There we Uh, go. So one thing I had asked Mike that a lot of people have been talking about this offseason, especially as of late, was how do you see the position battle for that third defensive pairing going down? Because... You have Jake Gardner coming back. You have Ethan Bear. You have Jalen Chatfield. You have Dylan Coughlin. And now Calvin DeHaan's coming back into the fold on a PTO. So a lot of guys there vying for that third defensive pairing. So how do you see that uh, battle going down in training camp? Well, fortunately, it's for people a lot smarter than I to figure out. But I'll tell you what, it's a good problem to have, isn't it? Right? You've got five guys who you can basically say you know are very capable of playing NHL minutes um, competing for what we expect to be three spots right because the two on that final pair and then of course you carry one extra Mm -hmm. Um, so you've got five guys battling for three spots and they're all pretty darn good options Um, just like you I'm curious to see how it shakes out I think it's fair to say that that's one of the bigger questions going into training camp so um, as of today it seems like everybody's you know going to get their shot, going to get a fair shake. And um, before we know it, we'll have the answer soon. I, how I see it playing out. I don't know if I could give you a, a direct answer with that. Of course, there are some variables, right? We know Chatfield um, is able to go to Chicago in terms of contract wise, which is something that uh, maybe they don't have the flexibility with, with 
the other options. Dehan being on a PTO is really interesting, but you know, what if he comes in and shows that he can still play on an every night basis? We know the Chicago team he'd been on the last couple of years really struggled. Um, so who knows? I'm I'm just like you. I'm excited to see how it uh, how it shakes out. Yeah, and speaking of Dahan being on a PTO, you also have Derek Stepan coming back on a PTO as well. And how likely do you see those guys getting contracts, whether it be one-way deals being stuck in Raleigh or two-way deals going back and forth uh, akin to Ryan Dezingle and the deal he signed? Yeah, that's something that's going to be interesting too. And with Stepan is, you know, did the Max Pacioretty injury, of course, unfortunately, potentially free up a roster spot? Now we know that there's some cap juggling that would have to go on there. But, um, of course, Derek Stepan is probably not a guy who's going to be making a ton in the sense of, you know, five, six, seven, eight million dollars per year. Mm-hmm. Um, so could he fit in in that way? That's something to keep an eye on. And then again, what will Dahan show? We know there's some familiarity with the coaching staff as well. Um different now with Tim Gleason running the defense prior or differing from his first stint with the organization. But of course he knows Rod. So um, I, I, another, another storyline going into training camp that I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Yeah. It's definitely going to be very, very interesting. And another storyline is like you mentioned, Max Pacioretty going down with injury. He's going to be out till, February-ish, depending on, you know, how everything shakes out for him. And, you know, talking with Mike, you know, kind of bouncing off, you who do we think is really going to step up? And it really felt like it kept coming back to Martin Natchez of him being the guy that he's going to be the one that has to step up. Now, do you think it is falling to him? And if if so, how much pressure do you think is going to be on him to really perform this season? I think it's always mildly unfair. It's the nature of the beast, right? When one yeah. guy goes down, you kind of try and pinpoint one guy. Oh, he's got to step up. Um, but we know this is a by committee team, right? So of course, that's something that, and, and again, pressure was another word brought up there. He's going to put pressure on himself because he's a competitor and he wants to show that last year, um, he admitted it himself during the exit interviews that it was a down year for him. He was disappointed with how it went. So of course he wants to show more this year. Um, where he will fall in the lineup will probably play a big part in that. Again, will that be, you know, it's, could he be on the first line wing? We don't know. Could he be second line wing? That seemed to be where he fell most of last season. Um, does he have that same desire that he brought up at the exit interviews to play center? That's something to keep an eye on too, as we get into camp and preseason play. Um, do the Canes already have an idea of what they're going to do down the middle? Is he a part of that? So that's something that we're going to have to keep tabs on as it moves forward. And it's fluid, right? You could always try in there. And if it doesn't work, you know, he can play on the wing. Um, Or if, you know, knock on wood, somebody goes down, you hope that doesn't happen. But is that then his chance to get to the middle? So Martin just knows what's going to have to happen this year for him. And that's a step forward from last year. And we'll see how he does it. Yeah, it's definitely one I'm very much looking forward to seeing because we all know the potential he has, and we know he absolutely can doing do it. It's just a matter of getting out there and doing it. Totally, and, totally agree. Yeah, and you know we talk about training camp. You, we already talked about Jalen Chatfield a little bit. A lot of folks are 
basically locking in Jack Drury to make the lineup this year. And you know, aside from those two guys, uh, who all do you think could potentially make that jump from Chicago to Carolina, or at least be a name that could be kind of right around in there? I think the name, and of course, it's it's very possible for both Drury and Chatfield mm-hmm. to make the roster, but somebody who's getting a little bit forgotten about is Stefan Nason. Um, if I'm correct, 85 points in 70 games at the AHL level last year, led the league in goals. I'm kind of looking at it, and of course, again, I'm not making the decisions, thankfully, but what else does he have to prove there? Um, you can call it a potential career resurgency or if he's always just going to be too good to be in the American league, but maybe never finding his stride at the national hockey league level. Um, again, he's somebody who I'm going to keep an eye on in camp because there's a lot of players vying for depth positions in this lineup, but, and and he was one of the guys he got, I believe a couple games, two games last year with the team. Um, so he knows the systems now in the second year. Maybe there's something there with him slotting into the lineup. Again, Drury, very possible. Chatfield, very possible. But um, don't don't discount Stefan Nation here as we get closer and closer to things, uh, you know, getting getting to have to be made to dis- decisions on. Speaking of Nason, are there any other players that we should be watching going into camp and preseason? Well, a little bit of what we touched on, with, you know, it's kind of funny how the way the dominoes are shaking yeah. down in this conversation here is um, we talked about Natchez and the season for him. We talked yeah. about could Jack Drury be in the middle. It's a big year for Jesperi Kokaniemi, right? Because when the deal are, I always associate the first day of free agency with the day that the deals were made for Brent Burns and Max Pacioretty. Of course, it was the same day that Vincent Trocek signed in New York and in the days thereafter, both Don Waddell and Rod Brindamore said that at the time they were comfortable with the idea of Jesperi Kokanyemi being a second line center. Now, not in the same aspect of Martin Natchez, you know, I, I hate to say it as last year was being a step backward for him, but it wasn't a step forward, right? He said mm-hmm. that himself. So, but now with Kokanyemi, he was integrated into the system. I, I, one of the things that my mind always goes to with Kokanyam, I think it's hysterical. I believe it was opening night last year. He was a wing on the first line, but we all yeah. kind of look at him as, you know, he was kind of the four C role last year. Somebody's got to step up in a two C. And if that's going to be him, he's going to have to take a step forward again, not in terms of his play as much, but responsibilities. So he is somebody absolutely who I'm going to uh, keep an eye on going into camp. And then, as a bit of a bonus, a role to keep an eye on in training camp is what happens on that third line left wing role. Um, we know Nino Niederreiter signed in Nashville, both Jordan Stahl and Jesper Foster back for another year. So do they keep that duo together? And if so, who's the third member on that line? That's mm-hmm. something that really intrigues me too. Yeah. Again, there's just so many interesting storylines of where folks are going to shake out in the lineup. You know, you have your guys where you kind of know where they're going to be, you know, like Sebastian, who's going to be on the top line. Like you mentioned, Jordan Stahl and Jesper Foss, they're still probably going to be together there on that third line. It's just where all these other names going to shake out. It's very, very interesting uh, to see how that's going to go. And you talk about King Yemi, uh, Natchez. 
Football season is here in the Carolina Hurricanes. Opening night is right around the corner, just less than a month away. And betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Again, Carolina Hurricanes opening night is less than a month away now. And BetOnline has you covered for all of that. Plus, find all of the latest football league developments game matchup news and podcasts including this year's opening week games bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information including live betting esports and scores the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports events including mlb mma boxing and golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts and other guys that could maybe be making the jump up like uh nose and like jury like chatfield uh who on the team do you think stands the best chance to be quote unquote the breakout player or players this year you know what's really hard is that we i feel like we've listed so many different pieces already Mm -hmm. um Breakout, it, it, whenever I hear that word, I think about somebody, you know, taking a massive step forward who maybe, you know, the mass majority of the league is not familiar with. So, of course, you know, my mind goes to Drury first, but breaking out can also mean a couple different things. How does Brent Burns break in to the Carolina mm-hmm. Hurricanes? That's something that a lot of people are going to keep an eye on, too. I think about Dylan Coughlin a lot as well, because he's potentially a name uh, that could surprise a lot of people on maybe the third pair maybe he gets an opportunity elsewhere maybe he gets power play time um and you could say perhaps dylan coglin is somebody who has yet to break out within that realm of league-wide recognition so um those guys there i know i kind of indirectly answered the question with a couple of guys uh, and i'll throw another one how does paul stasny break in to the carolina Hurricanes? so Lots of moving parts, lots of moving pieces, and I think now we've officially listed every single forward on the team except for the player who I think I'm going to answer my next question with. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get on into that next question. That is, what bold prediction or predictions do you have heading into this season? Okay, so I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not a huge predictions guy. I like to stay away from that because I think a lot of people – get themselves into trouble on that one. But I am going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here for you. I don't know. Maybe not too much of a limb. I don't know. Maybe I'm drumming this up to be something it's not, but Andre Svechnikov had a career high 30 goals last year. Mm -hmm. I think he tops that again this year. And in fact, if I had to give you a very bold prediction, I think Andre Svechnikov could touch 40 goals this year. So there it is. There, there's my splash quote unquote. I'm throwing up the air quotes right now. Um, maybe it's not going to be a surprise to some people. That's, that's what I'm going to give you, Jared. Hey, I like it. He has shown that he has that potential to hit that limit. You know, you look at his rookie season and the next season, yeah, it was shortened because of the bubble season following that, you know, it was just a shortened season in general. Now going into this one, you know, the sky's the limit. I can't wait to see what he can do this year. I 100% think, you know, he can hit 30 or go past it again. I 100% think he can. 
He's only 22, right? He's got a long ways to go. God, and that makes me feel 30 old last too. year. And don't forget at the at exit interviews, he was, you know, he was more so talking about the playoffs in the short term, but he was disappointed with how things went from his side. I think he's got a lot of fuel to the fire this year. Again, not in the same way that we talk about Natchez, you know, mm-hmm. taking a step forward, but I think Svechnikov just wants to take a step forward. He wants to be better. We hear Rod Brindamore say all the time that. He's just hungry to be more. He wants to be that power forward that can score. And um, I think we're going to see another step forward from him this year. And that really excites me. Yeah, I do too. I cannot wait to see what he can do this year. I just, I really have a feeling that he could very much have an all-star caliber year. You know, he was right there in terms of that uh, last man in vote last year. I a hundred percent think he can get in this year. Last year I predicted, uh, Sebastian Ajo to get back into the all-star game. I got that right. I am hoping I get it right with Andre this year. That would be nice. That'd be nice. I think that's a great pick. Yeah, I really, really do. Now, getting away from the team and previewing the season, last year was your first year covering the Hurricanes. It was a historic season. You know, most wins, most points, all, all that stuff. And of course, all the other stuff going around with the team as well. Again, uh, Sebastian Ajo making the All-Star game. Freddie Anderson making the All-Star game. whole bunch of great stuff going on there. How was your first season covering the team last year? It was awesome. I mean, as the phrase goes, everything's better when you're winning, right? So yeah. I have to be extremely grateful that, you know, I get to cover a winning team. And um, one of the biggest challenges of it was I remember my very first day was the first day before the team's first preseason game last year. So, of mm-hmm. course, you know you know how it goes when you get started at a job. You have to do all the onboarding. You're meeting everybody. You're trying to figure out how to get to and from your office on the first day. And then, oh, by the way, the second day is your first game you have to cover. So um, I was kind of thrown right into the fire in that aspect. And, of course, it took a, a little bit to get my feet under me, learn the responsibilities of the role and getting to know everybody. But Ultimately, as I said, I couldn't be more grateful to, you know, work for this organization, work for a winning team. It makes things that much better. Um, I'm looking forward to year two now that it's not quite as much of a learning experience, right? You kind of know what's expected from you. You know what you have to do. So um, I can't wait. I can't wait to to get year two rolling. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Do you still get lost on the way to your office every now and again? (laughs) No, thankfully, I don't. I've got that figured out. Now, going into other arenas for the first time, yes, I got lost several times last year. I'm hoping that won't happen as much again this year. (laughs) Oh, I know it it would totally happen to me. I'll get lost uh, and forget where stuff is at, you know, in my regular uh, day job as well. So I get it there. Um, And just one final question for you is something I asked Mike uh, the other day was we're just under a month away from opening night this year. You know, the Hurricanes, they got a lot of new fans. You know, they got a lot of old fans that have been around since day one back in 97. What do you have to say to all of these fans heading into this year? The first thing I'm going to say is thank you. Of course, obviously, we as the organization appreciate everybody's support. It it, it goes a long way. It means a lot to a lot of people. Um And I'll tie that into the second part of what I was going to say. And I wrote down here, get your tickets early. And I say that because we know it's going to be an exciting season for the team. And as you 
insinuated there are a lot of new fans of the team. I think people more and more around both the triangle and the landscape of the National Hockey League are starting to see what's going on here in Carolina, right? You have a Jack Adams Award winner behind the bench. You've got a really good team in front of them. You've got one of the best defensive defensemen in the NHL in Jacob Slavin. You've got young and up-and-coming pieces like Sebastian Ajo, Andre Svechnikov, Seth Jarvis, Barry Kokniemi. You had a the best goaltending tandem in the NHL last year. So people are starting to see these things and like, oh, that's a really good team they've got going there. And I say that for a myriad of reasons because not every single person in the triangle is a hockey fan, right? But when you know you're going to go see a winning product or you know you're going to have a good time in the game from the game entertainment perspective, people are starting to catch on. And we're seeing that especially in terms of like those business analytics behind the scenes. You start to get more clicks. Tickets start to go a little bit faster. So the snowball is flowing here on this side, and we see that. And just, of course, the Stadium Series tickets going on are pre-sale the other day for the season ticket members. A lot of tickets went very quickly, and I know a lot of people want to be at that game. The demand is there, um, and it's very, very exciting, but we don't want anybody to get left out. So if you're thinking about coming to a game, you know, don't delay on those plans. Of course, we want everybody to come and have a good time, and not just at the Stadium Series game, too. It's going to be an all-season thing. You would have to think and hope this team's going to be a playoff team again. So, um don't let that snowball get away from you. Get in on your tickets now while you can. And uh, I think it's going to be a very, very magical, very special season here at PNC Arena. And we love for everyone to be a part of it. Yeah, I already got my tickets for opening night. I'm ready to go. And yeah, just yeah, one thing you're talking about that of you know, folks taking notice of the team. Yeah, you know, one thing I talked about with Mike, you know, talked about with uh, Tim Healy, the coach of the NC State's men's team is the growth of just hockey in Raleigh and the surrounding area. You know, I'm turning 26 at the end of the week. You know, you go back to when they won the Stanley Cup, you know, I was, I think, nine years old at the time. You know, the opportunities that youth have now in terms of picking up the sport and whatnot was unheard of whenever I was a kid. And you constantly see, you know, folks with hockey stuff in their cars, you know, new ranks popping up all over the place. It's absolutely great. And I think it's just going to continue. And then, you know, we got a winning team here, you know, in Raleigh, you got, you know, your college programs are doing really well. And then, you know, while they're not NHL uh, teams, you you got Charlotte checkers. I know they're not our affiliate anymore, but they're still really good. You got the Thunderbirds in Winston-Salem Marksman in Fayetteville, all these really good hockey organizations just continuing to grow the sport in a great way here. Yeah, you brought up a great point too. Imagine or think about how much growth there's been in the last 15 years and think about 15 years in the future now. That's wild to think about, especially when you've got all these winning programs. It's exciting. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to see what happens. I can't wait for opening night. Uh, we also have the 5K this weekend. I'm going to be there, going to have my dog that is just off screen with me uh, there. So I'm looking forward to it. Hope to see you there. I know I'll see Mike there and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, but Walt, where can everyone find you on social media? If for whatever reason, they aren't already following you. 
for anybody who's on Twitter, it's just at Walt Ruff, W-A-L-T-R-U-F-F. Um, but I like to send everybody to hurricanes.com. That's where you can find uh, everything you need about the team. You can find some of the written work and, uh, and anything you need in those tickets that I mentioned, hurricanes.com. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, and thank you once again for coming on the show, previewing the season. I know I'll have you back on at some point in the season, so I will talk to you soon, Walt. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate it. And happy early birthday to you. Thank you very much.